When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. following is a presentation of the belly Up sports media network hi everybody good evening and welcome to another edition of the acha power play as we wrap up season number seven of the power play podcast you're on the captain lou sports network on youtube yours truly lou gamlin here with you on this uh april the 5th 2023 we as i mentioned we are going to wrap up the uh Seventh season of the ACHA Power Play. We're going to do it with a couple of great guests here tonight. Uh, we had a chance earlier this evening to talk with the head coach of the defend or the new national champions in men's division two, that being the University of Massachusetts, and that ho- head coach Mike DeFazio. He'll join us. Uh, we'll play that for you here probably in about uh, five minutes or so. So we invite you to stick around for that. And then around the bottom of the hour or so, we're going to be joined by. Uh, ACHA storyteller, historian, uh, one of the main personalities over the years of the ACHA, Rasty McGibbon. Dr. Rasty McGibbon, of course, uh, if you look at the ACHA YouTube channel, you see all the interviews that he did with a lot of the players, the coaches, uh, personalities that make the ACHA tick. So we always enjoy talking with Rasty. uh, He's got some big plans coming up here. Oh, boy, I want to say three weeks as uh, the World University Cup, the World Cup of University Hockey is going to be taking place in Romania. And uh, we're going to have a couple of teams that are represented by ACHA players heading over there, one f- that represents the United States and one that represents Canada. So uh, that's going to be fun to talk about. So it's always a great conversation with Rasty. We'll talk all kinds of hockey. Maybe we'll even get his uh, prediction if his uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are going to do anything in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see for that. Hey, everybody, the show is being brought to you by tonight by Mahler Brothers Golf. We'll talk a little more about that later on in the podcast, but uh, check them out as well at MahlerBros.com for all the latest and greatest in uh, sportswear with uh, MahlerBrothers.com. And, of course, we are powered up by Belly Up Sports, the Belly Up Network of podcasts. That's uh, Check out our website, BellyUpSports.com. Check out our complete list of podcasts that we have. We've got some great people on the air that do some great shows. All the sports, baseball starting up. We got the Stanley Cup playoffs that are going to be in full effect here in a couple of weeks. Uh, the NBA playoffs, all the uh, all the sports we cover. That's uh, bellyupsports.com. And of course, uh, check out our articles that are written there. 
We've got some great writers, some great stories they come up with. So, again, a lot going on with Belly Up Sports. And we here at the ACHA Power Play are, again, just blessed and honored to be a part of the uh, Belly Up Network. So, again, welcome here to the ACHA Power Play. Uh, the 2023 National Tournament in the books, and it was a rousing success out in Marlboro, Massachusetts. We crowned a bunch of brand-new national champions. Of course, at the D1 level, we are going to have a new champion as Lindenwood made the jump to NCAA hockey. So we had a new champion, and it came down to two powerhouses in Division One. It was uh, Minot State, and, of course, it was uh, a- uh, Adrian College. Uh, two of the top three teams throughout the year. Uh, Adrian may have had a little bit easier of a run to get to the finals. Uh, Minot State had some some close, close games. Of course, they took they were taken to overtime by Indiana Tech. They won that one four to three, and then they had to outlast Liberty two to one. So uh, those uh, two teams battled. It was uh, Minot State and Adrian College, and of course Minot State with the win one to nothing in a slugfest. And, you know, it's funny is in that game, you think one, nothing, it was a boring game. It was not, it was, there was a lot of action back and forth in that one. So congratulations to Minot state in division three, we got a new champion as hope college was looking to go for a three peat in uh, their national tournament. And uh, they made it to the finals and the team that they've uh, had their number for quite a few years in the national tournament, that being the university of Michigan, Finally able to get over the hump. They win that one 5-3 to three in an exciting game there. So uh, the University of Michigan got their first national championship in a big way there. So congratulations to them. In women's Division One. as things change, some stay the same. Chris Lowe's team, one for the thumb, five straight now. Women's championships in, in women's Division One of the ACHA. They won that one over Minot State. It was a good game, 2-3-2, two, to two, I believe was the final score there. And finally, in Division II last, but certainly not least in the women's side, congratulations to uh, Sioux College. They finished the season undefeated, 27-0. and I believe it was 27 or 28-0. and And they beat upstart Northeastern in, this, in the finals. Northeastern possibly, I don't know, some would say it might be an upset over Assiniboine. Assiniboine had quite the run in Division II for women's hockey, uh, winning – back-to-back national championships and again winning you know dating back to 2019 so i mean they made their run but sioux college was able to uh they were able to uh come out on top of that one and they won that one so they are the champions in division two in the women's and of course that leaves us with uh the men's division two and it was a that was a fun that was uh again another fun tournament a lot of great games, a lot of great uh, pool play games, as in Division Three. Now, how those two divisions work? You know, you get pool play, four teams in each pool. They get three games guaranteed. Then the winners play in the semifinals, and it came down to University of Massachusetts and St. Cloud State, and then of course Iowa and Indiana. And in the one of the best games uh, as far as uh, uh, heart-stopping games, going to double overtime. Almost triple. I thought for sure it was going to go to triple overtime. Iowa came out on top of that one by the score of two to one in uh, double overtime. And then, of course, they took on UMass, and UMass was able to come out of that one victorious with a convincing four to nothing win. And it was, it was such a fun atmosphere with 
UMass being able pretty much to have right in their backyard. And uh, the fan support there for them was incredible. And it was so much fun. And as we'll talk with uh, head coach Mike DeFazio, we'll bring that interview here with you in about a minute or two. It was uh, brings chills when you think about it. And it's like I told him, this is why I'm involved in this. You know, I talked last week with uh, uh, the, 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 head, the head coaches, Wyatt Wasilenchuk and uh, Cal Stripling. And I told both of them, I said, this is why I do it. I don't have a dog in the fight, so to speak. You know, I, I, I have no interest. I, I have interest, but I don't have a rooting interest in any of the teams. But to see the games played and to see the outcome and see the emotion and all the effort put in in all five of the divisions and to see, you know, that final outcome going out on the ice, getting the trophy, the fan. I mean, it brings cheer, chills and tears. I'm an old softy, I get it, but man, it's what it's all about. And seeing that crowd for UMass in that championship game against Iowa, you know, it was such a, a battle of two different, uh, I don't know, two different tales, if you will. Iowa, first time they've been to the championship game in their 50 years. They were kind of the Cinderella team, making it from the ninth seed in regionals, having to play three straight games. And then the four seed in their pool, with what would some would call a couple of upsets, but boy, they got stronger as the weekend went on. And then UMass coming in there just on fire and just overpowering teams in the first part of the games. And uh, it, they, they clashed in that championship game and boy, it was a lot of fun. So congratulations to UMass with their win. But right now let's, uh, we will go to that interview that uh, took, we were able to talk to head coach Mike DeFazio. But again, I want to remind you about uh, Mahler brothers golf. You know, we all want to look good on the golf course, you know, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. I know that's, you know, I need all the help I can get on the golf course. So I want to feel good and I want to look good. That's why I'm going to go with Mahler Brothers Golf. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and they feel good with their lightweight and stretchy material. It hugs your body. You'll feel cool and you'll look just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look sharp, but it's up to you to get that golf game better. So with springtime coming i know here in michigan it's going to be in the 70s near 80 next week the rough weather has passed us now we're going to get a good stretch time to get out there and when you're on a hot summer day on that golf course there's no polo you'd rather have than Mahler bros golf than their signature polos Mahler bros golf has a large catalog of polos with designs if you like the loud look or if you like me more the conservative look they've got the sleek looking design just for you they also have fun t-shirts tumblers hats so much more for your golfing experience. Check out MahlerBros.com. And when you do, use the promo code BELLYUP, all caps, one word, and you'll get 15% off. That's Mahler Bros Golf, M-A-L-L-M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. That's MahlerBros.com. And again, make sure you use the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off your purchase. So, All right, let's now take a look back at an interview we conducted a little bit earlier today with the head coach of the champion, UMass Minutemen, that being Mike DePazio. Welcome back, everybody, to the ACHA Power Play here live on uh, the Captain Lou Sports Network, powered up by Belly Up Sports. And as we wrap up the 2023 ACHA National Championships, we are pleased, as always, to be joined uh, by the head coach of the champion of the Mass Division II University of Massachusetts Minutemen, Mike DeFazio. Mike, thanks for taking time out tonight. How are you? 
Pretty good. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a little while since we talked last. Yeah, a little uh, a little excitement for you as uh, you guys, as we said, won a national championship, a great run. But I want to go back to something that you said to me. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, after the semifinal one or before the final either one. We were talking about, you know, how the season started. And I don't know if it was after Halloween or around Thanksgiving, you said you were you're ready just to tell them all to go home. And they turned it around and made one heck of a run. Talk about that, if you would, how they everything came together for you guys for the run to get the automatic berth to get into the Nationals. Yeah, it was. Um, so we have we had a very old team. We had 12 seniors, and a, but a very young team. You know, so we had some growing pains with some of the younger guys. Um, it was actually the Sunday before Thanksgiving. We were at an away game and there was an emergency goalie situation for the other team. So we were up. We only managed to win five to four, I believe it was. And this was they literally threw the scorekeeper in that for 23 minutes of the game. And we won five to four um, after that game. Sunday night, you know, nine o'clock start nobody's happy it's thanksgiving break the weekend and we were just like you know what enough is enough like those that want to come back on monday after thanksgiving be ready to go um you know i was actually expecting our firstborn child uh thanksgiving day so i was like i have bigger fish to fry if you guys don't want to be here then the coaches don't want to be here and um you know still had some success you know, we, I think that first weekend back, we had, you know, one or two wins and we went down to Florida and then got, you know, smacked by Florida Gulf Coast, um, but came back second semester and it was a totally different team. So I think we needed that little wake up call and, um, you know, a little yelling match halfway through the year, if you will. So, you know, it's funny as I think we talked and you guys got the auto berth and, you know, you were a little worried maybe about a little rust, but there was no rust. Let's get to the national tournament. And I got to tell you how you guys, were on a mission the starts that you had in those pool play games were amazing i mean throughout the tournament and it just it it makes it so much easier doesn't it when you jump out to those leads but that's the first thing that impressed me about your run in the tournaments yeah and honestly the starts was kind of our achilles heel much of the season we come out flat it would take us some time to get going so to see it totally flip and we'd start out on fire at nationals and then we kind of simmer down and settle in and then let the other team kind of hang around and hang around. But, um, yeah, if we could have just played the first period, all, you know, all of nationals, I think we would have outscored our opponents by a lot to maybe one or two. Um, so it, it was, it was nice to see and refreshing. I think the guys were just so laser focused, came to the rink, knew exactly what they had to do. You know, we roll four lines, 70, um and everybody just accepted that role and was like hey, this is all i gotta do you know we're gonna rely on everybody else do my job and i think it just kind of came together right out of the gate every time which you know maybe it's luck maybe it's preparation and you know the guys just bought in at the right time yeah you know that what was it that was it concordia that you jumped out to a seven to nothing lead and yeah i mean i i, I gotta tell you that to me was one of the most impressive things that i saw throughout the tournament all the games that i did and that i watched i mean it just it was a buzzsaw. That was incredible. Yeah. And that was, that's what the guys had said on the bench and in between periods. It was like, let's be a buzzsaw. That was the exact word. Um, you know, I'm not sure that game goes as planned if it's not for our goalie in the first five to 10 minutes, Ryan Delita. Yes. Um, he was, you know, a freshman, 
you know, we were just rolling three goalies in our three round Robin games. Like we had all season long. Uh, he made two or three saves, unbelievable highlight reel saves when it was zero, zero. Um, you know, after one of them, we turn around, go down two on one and score. And we're like, okay. And then we score again. And then, you know, unfortunately he ended up getting hurt. Yeah. Opened the door for Tom Haley. Uh, but you know, that game, fortunately we got the bounces went up seven, nothing, you know, we came into that saying this may be our biggest test, you know, not to look forward to Florida Gulf Coast, but because right, yeah. Concordia had those high end oh, forwards, um, you know, tough, tough, you know, forwards game plan around. And we had a game plan for it, but they came out flying. You know, we weathered the storm and our goalie, you know, kept us in it. So. And then you go into that Florida Gulf Coast game and you win or you play it. And, you know, one of them, that's the thing with pool play is you have it lends itself to some unique situations and you know you're going in you're going to the semis how weird is that to know something like that when you know you've got it locked but you still have a 10 minute overtime period to play have you ever experienced anything like that before so similar situation the year before except the shoe was on the other foot so we were tied with dakota college 2-2 going into overtime yeah. Now they could win or tie. We had to win. We couldn't tie. If we tied that game, it was a third game of pool playing around Robin. We were out. Uh-huh. So it was two minutes left and we were getting ready to pull our goalie. We had the deep pinch in no more third forward high. We were playing to win. We had to win. Otherwise our season was over. They come down in a two on one. They ended up scoring with like a minute and a half left. Ended our season. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, almost a full calendar year, the shoe is on our foot now yeah. where we can win, tie, or lose by, I think it was even two goals. Yes, yes, by, yeah. Uh, because of the cushion that we had with the Concordia win. So um, it was unique. We have a lot of respect for Florida Gulf Coast. They're, oh, yeah. you know, although one of our biggest rivals on the ice, we play them three, four times a year. We have a great relationship with their program. So, you know, we actually thought about maybe calling the game or letting them score right out of the gate, pulling our goalie just to get it done because we had, we had to play it in the game less than 24 hours later. Yeah. Um, you know, they had come to us. They said, listen, we have some seniors who didn't play a lot. We'd like to get them some ice time. Let's just play it out. We won't run your guys. We won't hit anybody. So we said, sure, let's do it. So it was basically a men's league game. Yeah. For 10 minutes and we told him it was a tryout for us and the coaches for all the seniors that would be graduating we're like well we'll see how you do this game and you know see who we can sign for a free agent you know for men's league over the summer but um it was it was a unique situation you know florida after the game we're like hey we beat you four times this year and you're the national champion so i you know i guess they have that under their belt that they swept us this year um you know but it, it, it was okay. it was a unique situation and glad it all worked out anyway we're joined by uh, Mike DeFazio, the head coach of uh, UMass, the ACHA Men's Division II National Champions here on the ACHA Power Play. Uh, Mike, we go to the semis, and you play St. Cloud State, and again, you jump out to that nice lead. They cut it to one, and then you get the goal right before the end of the second period, and which turned out, in my opinion, to be a backbreaker. But what a great goal for you to get you that momentum back to get to the championship game. Yeah. And again, great start. And then, you know, we just got a little too complacent, too comfortable. We knew St. Thomas was going to be good. You know, they had just knocked off Mary. They only lost a handful of games. And in a lot of aspects were very similar to how we were built. They rolled a lot of lines. They, you know, they, you know, unlike Mary or some of those other schools that have 27, 26 year olds, like they didn't have many age outs. They didn't have many older guys. You know, we have 18 year olds. They have 18 year olds. A lot of high school kids in Minnesota on that team. A lot of high school kids in Massachusetts. So it was a very similar matchup in that aspect. 
Um, and we knew we were going to have our hands full. And that was one thing I didn't like is after the first, yeah, we were up three, nothing, but we got a little complacent, but you know, the guys hung around, they battled, they took it to us the last half of the game. Um, they obviously won the second, you know, and it, it's, you know, our guys made the plays that they needed to down the stretch and, you know, they popped one in really late, I think with under a minute left to go in the third, yeah. um, I think to make it four three. So, yes. so you win that. And we get to Tuesday, and first of all, you know, the crowd support that you got, I mean, you had good support. It's nice to be in the hometown area. I get it. But for the athletic director to do what he did to get everybody, you know, the the other team to have their players there for you, what an atmosphere it was. It, it just, when you guys came out right before the game, I had chills. That's yeah. why I do this right here. And it just, that was so awesome. And to be able to have that had to make you feel good too. Yeah. I get the chills right now. Just thinking about it. Um, oh, I don't want to say we were, you know, overconfident, but we knew going into that game, if we played our game or even a good chunk of our game, we were going to be okay. Um, you know, Iowa, a lot of respect for them. They're super young. I think they had like 14 freshmen, Yeah, super young. They'll be back. We just knew like we got to that point. It felt like it was our year. It felt different. All the people, all the text messages that I got leading up to that day, like, hey, I called out of work. Hey, I'm coming in. I had people that started the team in 2004 that were emailing me and calling me like, hey, I'm bringing my kids down. And I'm like, this is going to be incredible. Like, there's no way we're going to go out and lay an egg, no. um, you know, the way we had been playing. So it was just us keeping them focused, not, you know, not getting too far ahead of ourselves. But, yeah, it was an incredible, incredible experience. Well, you were focused, all right. Let's take a listen to the opening goal right off the right out of the shoot. Just like that, John McGrath lights the lamp for the minimum 57 seconds in, and it's one nothing, Massachusetts. Well, a little side note on that, John with a he had a great tournament. Yep. I called him Joe a couple of times from my slap shot. Day. <laughs> and I had to, I, and I, it's so funny is I made sure that I wrote in my notes, it's John, make sure you say John. It was right on top of my notes. So funny, but wow. You guys came out, like you said, guns a blazing. You made that first, you got that first goal and then you got the power play goal. I believe you make it two nothing. And yep. yeah, you guys, uh, it, you were looking like a machine, an well-oiled machine there in that first period. Yep. And it was just something that the guys had come out ready to go every game, every period. And, you know, part of Jack is part of that reason. You know, John McGrath, we call him Jack. Okay. Um, and, you know, to see him, you know, he's a Marine. He's in the ROTC. As soon as he graduates, he'll be shipping off to wherever as an officer. Um, and to see him be able to score in the championship game in front of his whole family um, and his brother, I think a couple of days before, just won the Massachusetts High School State Championship. Wow. Which, uh, Pope Francis out of Springfield, Mass. So a couple of Western Mass teams with the McGrath brothers, um, you know, some championships. So it was just, it was just everything, like the whole story, you know, even that alone, that little nugget too, it was just cool to see and, you know, to have him do it. And he played forward for us his first three years here at UMass. So then wow. with a lot of our defensemen graduating last year, we moved him and, you know, Chris Roy back to defensemen and both, you know, had turned out as excellent D for us this year. Well, it obviously worked. And then you were up three, nothing. And then in the third period, you know, we talked about the crowd. Let's take a listen to the, you know, kind of the icing on the cake for you guys. No, time definitely not on their side. Here's a shot. 
Thomas Finley with the goal, and he comes over to his UMass faithful to start celebrating. Time on the goal, 14 minutes and 39 seconds. It's 4 nothing, UMass. Yeah, uh, Thomas Milne, like everybody else on your team, had a great, you know, uh, he had a great uh, pool play, a couple of big goals in that Concordia yep. game to really set it up for you. And uh, just his hustle, that's what stood out to me throughout the tournament watching some of those games. And uh, no quit. And, uh, and you know, he gets the fourth goal. And to me, I think that's uh, poetic. Yep. Yeah, he... Him and Scott Chirac, I think we're one and two on our team in points all year long. Most of the year, they were on the same line. We split them up heading into playoffs, and, you know, they both continue to produce. They each can drive a line. Uh, but those top two lines, actually all four lines. I mean, honestly, our fourth line carried us even the first couple of games with some huge goals. Um, you know, J.D. Anderson came up big. But it was it was great to see Milne, who, you know, transferred in from an NCAA program. You know, great kid. Um absolutely fell in love with this place you know we enjoy having them obviously so it, it, it so cool to see and that whole front row of that fan section where basically all the guys <laughs> had graduated last year um you know so he skated right over to them and it was just you know there's a couple of pictures that you see on twitter and social media and him jumping into the fans it's just incredible i'll never forget it i'm sure he'll never forget it um you know it was cool to see so now you're the champs and uh or i want to i want to get one more in you know Scott Chirac, you know, he was on the team in 2019, I believe. So uh, I think he was a freshman, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. What that had to be so sweet for him to get to, to hoist that trophy after the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Scott has been around. He helped kind of put us on the map. You know, this is his sixth year here, um, you know, but he also came in at 120 pounds at 18 <laughs> years old, right out of high school. Holy um, and his first year as a freshman made an impact, helped get us to Columbus at nationals. Yeah. Fast forward to last year, you know, he he's at a six-year program. He might even have his PhD by now. Who knows? But he was actually <laughs> teaching a lot of our current players as a grad assistant. Wow. Um, you know, so last year we're in St. Louis. We were at the hospital treating him for dehydration. And he, I said, are you going to play next year? You know, heartbreak, heartbreaking loss. And he goes, yes, if you'll be back to coach next year, I want to come back to play. It's my last year. We're going to win a national championship. And almost to the day later, um, we ended up, you know, doing it and as scripted as planned, who would have thought, um, you know, with the guys that we lost last year, we were a little like, ah, this is going to be an uphill battle this year. But, uh, you know, him, you know, Scott specifically, it was cool to share that experience because, like I said, he helped kind of get us on the map, you know, his freshman year and has been around, you know, and really turned us into a legitimate program um, and to see him go on top at home. You know, you can't write a better storybook ending for him either. So now, you know, we just talked before we came on with the interview. You know, it hasn't, you still, it's it sunk in, but you still like to look back on it. When, now, when do you, have you started already preparing for next year? When, when does the laser focus start for you for uh, the 2023-24 season? Uh, that Wednesday, I think I had about 20 emails from players, recruits that have, we had been in contact with that either said, hey, I'm coming, congrats, or hey, I'd love to chat about coming, love to hear more about your program, I'm very interested. So the next day, I didn't even have time to breathe until I had all these people coming out of the woodwork, either wow. saying they're committed, they're coming, or hey, I'd like to come, I'm interested. And we've had some very high-end skill guys that have reached out as of late. So 
I'm still trying to plan and you know order the rings and plan the end of year banquet and you know figure out the apparel we're going to get all the guys for national championships. But um, it's already started going into effect and planning for next year because we have a you know we have a big class that we're going to graduate, but we have a you know big team and we'll just fill guys right in. So it, it's already started. What a tough problem to have, eh? Trying to get the rings and the apparel. That's a, that's a yeah. nice problem, eh? <laughs> now we got to come up with money for it. That's the other problem is now raising money for all that stuff. But yeah. we'll we'll figure that out. Well, Mike, uh, what are you going to do for uh, pleasure time here in the summer uh, to get you know, kind of you know, uh, maybe take a break from it to recharge? Um, spend time with the little guy. I have, we had a baby boy early December. Um, so he just turned four months, just going to spend time with him. We're actually going down to Florida in a week, uh, with him. We're bringing him with us. So just spend some time with him, enjoy the time off and, uh, try to keep the, you know, the, the hockey planning during my day-to-day work job. So, uh, you know, just spending more time with the family. So that's great. Well, Mike, I appreciate you taking time out tonight to be with us and, uh, Congratulations again. Enjoy and uh, look forward to talking to you in the fall when instead of the hunter, you're going to be the hunted. So yep. congratulations. Yep. <laughs> look forward to talking with you in the fall. And uh, thanks again for coming on. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Yeah. All right. All right. That, of course, is uh, Mike DeFazio, the head coach of UMass and uh, taking time out out of his schedule. Congratulations to him, too, with the birth of his baby boy back around Thanksgiving. And uh, what a way to end the uh, hockey season, first starting with that and then culminating that with a huge win over Iowa to win the national championship, their first one. So we want to thank uh, Mike again for coming on. And now while we are rolling here on the ACHA Power Play on the Captain Lou Sports Network, powered up by Belly Up Sports, let's uh, bring in our next guest. I think he's about ready to go as uh, we're going to bring in our very own ACHA, one of our personalities there, storyteller, whatever you want to call him, the ambassador, Dr. Rasty McGiven. Rasty, how are you? Welcome to the show. Oh, Lou, thanks so much for having me on. I'm doing fantastic. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, great. Um, Well, you know, before we get talking about uh, Romania, let's take a, a look back at the national tournament. Uh, first time every uh, tournament was in one facility. Uh, it was a very nice barn with uh, 10 rinks, I believe it was. We used eight of them, but uh, another great year with a great national tournament. Yeah, I, you know, the feedback that I got and you know, I was telling someone that I think the mezzanine level there in Marlboro was about as big as two or three Walmarts. And, <laughs> and, and we were kind of parked right on the, you know, right on the, right on the corner there. Yeah. And so, um, you know, got to speak to a lot of people and, and meet a lot of nice people and families that were there, you know, with their, um, with their student athletes, um, you know, children. And uh, I think people really enjoyed, um, you know, the luxury of having it all under one roof. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I think, um, St. Louis was also good, you know, yeah. I think, uh, in terms what, what probably the only, I don't know if I'd say criticism, but I think, you know, wishful thoughts that, that I heard was, you know, some of, some of the, the, um, seating for fans and some of the rinks probably mm-hmm. was not as ideal as what had been in St. Louis, but, you know, in, in St. Louis, some of the uh, pool play was off site. So right what you know was not as advantageous in that in that in that aspect you know one of the things that 
you were able to do is, uh, you know, all those great interviews that you had uh, during the tournament after games, uh, talking with players, with coaches, and, you know, the personalities, the people that make the ACHA tick. And, uh, you know, a lot of great interviews through there. And, you know, that's got to be a lot of fun for you. Um, yes, it is a lot of fun. And I think you're being incredibly kind. Um, I... I... You, you, you know, it's kind of an interesting story how it evolved into, you know, into doing what I'm doing. You know, historically, since um, 2005, I've really kind of been a Division II guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think our paths maybe first crossed um, in Columbus yes. when we had some Division II and some Division Three action under the same roof. Um, you know, and, and you and I got kind of, uh, you know, um, I think you'd, you'd worked historically maybe with my brother um, and, and then you and I crossed paths and we were able to do some games together and kind of start, you know, our relationship there. Yeah. And, you know, when I had talked to the powers that be in the ACHA and, you know, I knew that last year we were transitioning to hockey TV, mm-hmm. um, you know, the reality is, and I I'm willing to go and do whatever. I mean, I, right. I you know, I, I, I enjoy being involved. Um, I think, Having done it since 2005, I've established a lot of relationships. So it's kind of like a once a year family reunion, you know, and I get to see people that, you know, I haven't seen in a year. And, and you know, I think of um, I think of some of the commissioners that, you know, I see once a year and, and mm-hmm. uh, it really is. It's like a reunion. So yeah. last year, you know, kind of the idea was to set up a bit of a staging area and, um, you know, try to to maybe slightly go a little more in depth with players. Yeah. And, and, you know, historically when I had done um, game broadcasting, you know, either and, and, and typically I did a lot more color, mm-hmm. I would go down and interview players, you know, at the intermission after the game. And I don't, I don't have any formal training in it, but um, it, you know, I do, I do enjoy it. Uh, and so, you know, that kind of kicked off last year. And I think there were some, technological challenges that, um, you know, in conversations over, over the uh, last summer and into the winter and, and up until national time, we had really tried to address to, to, to make the, you know, the technological aspect of, mm-hmm. of what we were doing at nationals, just, just a better product and a better experience for the student athletes. And, and, you know, especially for the family members that were often who knows where unable to, you know, to make it to, to Marlboro. Right. Well, you know, Rasty, I've gotten a lot of feedback from it too. And I've talked to to parents and you could see them watching when you interview the players, you know, in the background, especially, you know, especially after that Iowa game, that double overtime game and, you know, in the championship realm. I mean, it's definitely something that uh, has definitely been a bonus and it's, it really, I think it's an added gem to the national tournament process. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy it. And, you know, when, when I had the opportunity to speak to Craig Barnett and, um, you know, his interviews on, on the uh, ACHA YouTube channel and you can go you know watch it, you know, he, he really used the word over and over experience. And, and, you know, I think, yeah, um, it's kind of like the ACHA is hosting a party and, you know, if I was hosting a party and I invited you, I'd want you to come and have the best time possible. And right. I think, you know, I think that that, you know, we want the 
we want the whole experience to be fair. We want it to be an intentional. Um, and we do want people to go home and just kind of be like, wow. Um, and, and, you know, if, 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 if I can, if I can be a super small sliver in the pie that, that makes that happen, then, 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 you know, I go home a happy person because, you know, I feel like I've, you know, I've, I've, I've given a small contribution in, in, you know, in making the experience for all these guys, you know, in a national tournament, um, you know, something special to remember, you know, for a lifetime. You know, Rasty, you mentioned experience and something that they'll remember. It seems like each year, maybe, I don't know, it just seems like every year the games get better, the drama is better. I don't know. It Maybe it's because everybody was there this year and had a piece of it. You know, UMass having the opportunity to play their championship game right in their backyard like Lindenwood did the year before. But I don't know, maybe the the ambiance is a little better because the rink wasn't as big. But, you know, it just seems like every year the experience grows. And it just – what I like about it too with the ACHA is for a lot of these men, young men and young women – well, I call them young. You know, they're uh, this is their last go round with some of them with competitive hockey, and they leave it all out there. And you don't see a lot. You know, these kids don't go to the NHL or whatever. You know, so this is this is it for them. And the drama is really what gives me chills and tears at the same time. And that's why I, that's why I do it anyways. And 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 in no way to 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 you know to to make this about me. You know, in my life, my, you know, kind of my own story, um, going back and pursuing, um, you know, uh, a higher education degree, um, probably at a later timeline than, than would be traditional, um, you know, and what I've done, I, I think, you know, being retrospective, I'm able to put an incredible amount of value on higher education. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one of the themes that I really kind of, you know, um, was able to identify and, and to, when I say exploit, you know, have conversations about were people who came to the ACHA really is the drawing card. You, you know, it's mm-hmm. almost like the old joke, you know, what is it that, you know, I went to, uh, I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Right. So, so, so it's kind of like I went to play hockey and I got a college degree. And, and, you know, if, if, if that is the one, two punch that got them there, yeah, you know, it's great. And, and, you know, please don't think I'm so pompous to think that, Hey, you know, a college degree is the end all be all of life. Um, you know, and, and I think, I think you'd have a hard time making a case that it really hurts, you know? And so if you're able to do several of the things you really like in life, which is, you know, to hang out with peers, to play hockey, um, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a win-win scenario. You know, I agree. And I think the ACHA has marketed that really well. You know, you talk to a lot of the kids that play juniors or whatnot and say, you know, this is my last chance. And yeah, I mean, the competition level is tremendous. And uh, that too keeps getting better every year. It's just amazing watching these kids. And just in the 10 years that I've been involved, it's gotten quicker and it's got the kids have gotten bigger. I mean, I see some of these kids, six, seven, six, eight on skates, and it's just, Wow. I, I, I can't even fathom that. It, yeah. It, I mean, you know, the speed of the game, even since I think 2005, when I first got involved, has changed dramatically. It, you know, the one thing about what I do now, I probably don't um, get to 
watch because I'm not broadcasting the color or the play-by-play -play yeah. as much hockey as I did historically. Um, but, you know, one thing that you spoke about earlier and, you know, some of the Cinderella stories yeah. of, of this national tournament, um, you know, and, and, and the hard thing is, is, you know, I mean, you get to know these people and, yeah. you know, I can think about, um, I'll give you an example of Cinderella. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I know their coach, I know their general manager. I had the opportunity to meet the president of their school that came all the way down from Manitoba, wow. you know, and, um, they, they, for a community college in, you know, Manitoba, they take this so seriously and, you know, to, to, to see the hurt in their eyes when they're unable to take the cup with them back to Manitoba, it's hard. You know, I mean, yeah. I've, I've. You know, I, I played basketball at the, you know, provincial championship medal and we didn't win. And and so, you know, I know what it's like to, to not go home with with your goal. But, you know, it is cool to see the um, thrill of victory yeah. spread around and and it's contagious, you know, and now women's division two is in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And, you know, mm -hmm. you just had the coach from UMass on and, you know, and UMass has won their first one. And, and, you know, even though Iowa didn't, didn't win the national championship to go from a, a ninth seed. Okay. To make it to nationals and make it to the, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't think you can really ever begin to even imagine or interpret or look downstream and see what it's going to do for a program. And, yeah. and you know what? That's what I like. That's what I yeah. really like. I, I like these stories, you know, like Liberty for the first year and men's made it to the semis, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I know that's, that's not the ending they wanted, but it's further than they've ever been. And right. so I, I that, that, that kind of stuff I really like. And then being able to talk to the players and the coaches and, and hear the stories. And um, I, I really enjoy that. And like we said, you do a great job with it uh, as well. We're talking with uh, Dr. Rasty McGibbon. Uh, he works with the ACHA, doing some great interviews with them. Uh, he's been a personality with them. My gosh, almost 20 years. Uh, it's, you know, it's been a great ride for you. And uh, I don't mean to make you feel old, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, now you get to turn your attention to another just absolutely thrilling opportunity I believe it's in three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you get to go to Romania for the world. Let's see if I get this right. Uni world University. The World Cup of oh, University Hockey. World Cup of University Hockey. Yeah. yeah. Over in Romania. And the ACHA is thrilled and blessed to be a part of that. We're going to send two teams over. Yeah. So um, time timeline actually a bit more proximal than what you said. I um, am going to be leaving my home on, on this Sunday, on Easter oh, Sunday wow. okay. and uh, joining, joining the teams um, there at the uh, national training facility at Albany. And um, then we're going to get a couple days of practice in. Um, and then uh, team USA is going to be departing for New York city. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think their flight is through um, Munich, Germany. Um, and then, um, right after they leave Albany or heading down team Canada, um, is getting a practice there at the national facility in Albany. And then, um, I will be going with them only because I, I want to be there from, from a medical perspective and cover yeah. practice 
and we will be flying out of JFK. And I think we fly through Warsaw. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this, this is, uh, and you know, it, not, not, not to, not to, uh, not to be the dead horse, but you know, I think the, the whole experience, um, you, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind I, I'm working on a podcast and the podcast is really something that I'm going to, um, work on heavily while I'm there. And probably then when I get back, it'll kind of lay dormant unless there's, there's something exciting going on. And my purpose is really to allow the, the, the student athletes to kind of verbalize their experience, not, you know, and, and, and the yeah. hockey part's great, but also, you know, um, I, I know, you know, and I, I've talked to a couple of the players this week, um, just in some preliminary medical stuff and, uh, several of them have said, "Hey, we're really excited because we've never been to Europe before." So, so it's it, it's um you know it's it's potentially I think the perspective that you come back with is is life changing. And you know you've been on these trips before with the kids or with the young men and overseas, and they're not only going to play hockey; they get to experience the lifestyle and the culture, and those are experiences, right? That uh, you know like you said, some of these kids have never been to Europe. That, that's all part of it too. It, it, you're absolutely right. So I, I, I had the incredible opportunity to um, travel as a team physician in 2018 um, to Russia, um, into actually, believe it or not, in Siberia. Wow. And then um, I went to another part of Siberia that was further west, closer to Moscow, um, again in 2019, a totally different town. And, um, you know, it's funny, I was feeling a little bit nostalgic last night. And so I started looking through all the pictures in my phone and I realized that from one of the years, I don't remember which one, I didn't have a team photo. Um, and so I started looking through the Facebook profiles of the players that I was friends with. Okay. And two of the players still have a picture from that trip wow. as their main Facebook profile picture. I think, wow. and, 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 you know, it, it really it kind of gave me goosebumps when I'm looking at it last night. I'm saying, you know what? That experience, and again, experience, yeah. left such an impression on them, okay? And these are, you know, these are guys that you may have played against. And, you know, in, in some opportunities, there may be a guy or two off your team. Yeah. But that whole experience meant so much that, you know, I mean, sure, it's a Facebook profile. It's not, you know, it's not like you've got it engraved on your tombstone or something, right? But it meant right. so much that that, that 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 was their profile picture. And so it, it, was a, it was a really cool thing to see last night. So now they're going to be playing. It's going to be like against how many teams are going to be over there? Do you know? Yeah. So so they're going to be eight teams in total, and um, it it kind of is reminiscent of men's D two D three and women's okay. two pool play. All right. And and I I'd, I'd have to Google, but I can tell you that there are two pools, and I'll tell you the eight teams. So you have um, the ACHA teams, the states in Canada. You have the host team of Romania, Hungary, Poland. Sweden, um, Czechoslovakia, Slovakia. Um, I think that's it. Is that eight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, one one of the cool things, and and I'm and I'm and I don't want to make any predictions. Um, the two ACHA teams are in opposing pools. Oh, great! So it could set up to be something incredible. Wouldn't that be fun, eh? To get It'd be that incredible. Be incredible. And, and that's the nice thing is they'll get 
what three games at least to play and i think uh, they're actually guaranteed five believe it or not five wow okay. yeah and, and 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 i've not um i i i can kind of bring it up as we're talking oh, that's here okay yeah. yeah i got it saved and, and i don't know kind of you know like if you were whoever's last pace in the pool i don't know after the first three games you know I'm, I'm i'm assuming they've got kind of some some games that would help to okay yeah like a, you, 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 you know, kind, okay. kind, yeah, kind of for rankings, I would anticipate. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's going to be a fun trip, and uh, you know, the, in what I'm interested in keeping an eye on is the level of play over there. It's always nice to compare, you know, how we at the ACHA do with some of the, you know, some of the other levels of play now overseas. It, it's going to be fun to see how we stack up against them. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. You know, and I think. Um, you know, I had the opportunity of, of interviewing um, some of the founding guys for the 30th anniversary of the ACHA. And that's, mm -hmm. that was a real honor that, um, oh, yeah. you know, you, you know, that Craig Barnett um, asked me to, to, to host that. And in conversations with some of the guys that have been around and, and have been over um, there, there was always the question of, I guess, I guess the most diplomatic way to say it is were were Russia's apples the same as our apples? Meaning, were these really university players that were playing our university players, right? Right. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I. So, you know, I think that was, I think that was, you know, something in passing that we had talked about when we were, when we were in Russia. Yeah. But, you know, um, there, there were multiple Russia teams there, you know, from different parts of the country, um, which was awesome. And, you know, even when I think about it now, um, standing on the blue line and hearing the Star Spangled Banner play after you've beaten the Russians in Russia, I will remember for the rest of my life. I mean, oh, you know, yeah, wow. it, it, it's just incredible. Um, you know, I was born in Canada. I'm a U.S. citizen now. The U.S. has treated me incredible. If I had to go to war, I would go to war for the United States. Mm -hmm. Hope it never happens, but, you know, right, I did. Right so standing on that blue line and hearing the star spangled banner and seeing those kids with their arms around each other. I mean, it, it a uh, special moment. Wow. Boy, I, I, I can't wait to hear the stories that you have from going over there again. And, you know, I'm going to do my best maybe this fall to get some of the kids on that have been over there after, you know, when they get back to school coming up in the fall, Rasty, before I let you go tonight, I, I'd be remiss without asking are your Maple Leafs going to get out of the first round this year? I wish I had the answer for you. <laughs> I, I wish I had the answer for you. And, and, and you know what? I, I, they're, they're, um, I work at a hospital that's about an hour from my home. So there are, um, you know, I, I've kind of assembled a list of podcasts that I use, you know, for, for keeping me entertained while I drive because it, yeah. it gets a little monotonous. Sure. And, you know, one of the questions that has come up is – if you're in management for the Toronto Maple Leafs, how, how do you even measure success? Is success getting out of the first round? You oh. know, can, can, can you win the first round, get swept in the second round, and it's a successful season? Um, I, I would love to tell you yes. You know, and then, and then I see that, you know, they get beaten by Detroit. And I, 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 I am, I would love to be optimistic, but in, but in my heart of hearts, I'm a realist. So 
I hope they get out of the first round. I, I think is it set up now? They're supposed to play Tampa. Is that right? No, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way it's set up, you know, it's so crazy. Is it seems like they're always doomed to play the Lightning in the first round. You know, they get yeah. it's almost like they get punished for not winning the division. Yeah, I, I here, 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 here's the reality. If the Stanley Cup is ever to travel up Young Street in a convertible, okay, <laughs> which means the Leafs would have won the cup. Yep. It, it you know they are going to have to play and beat really good teams whether yeah. it's the first round or the fourth round or it's right, the final right. you know what i mean yeah. so so you know what i mean they they might as well get tested early that's you, you know that's kind of the way i look at it you know and, and i won't make fun of you because i know what it's like to have <laughs> a i promise but i let's make a deal if they win it i'll i'll drive up to toronto and I'll come find you for the for the parade. Like like I I don't know who I'm going to get to take my shifts at the hospital, but I am going to pack my wife and son in a car and drive to Toronto because I mean, I you know, it's funny. I turned 50 years old while we're in Romania, right? Oh, wow. And, and and there is a chance that I will never see it in the next 50 years. I mean, you know, the only two things in life that are given are death and taxes. So right. if that if if that Stanley Cup goes up Young Street, I'm going to do my darndest to go back and um, you know, it, 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 at least for my son, you know, allow him to to have the experience. But yeah, it would be cool. But I I'm not holding my breath, Lou. <laughs> well, Rasty, this has been fun. I really appreciate you coming on tonight, uh, talking you know talking about all the great things that are going on with the ACHA. This is uh, every year for me. It gets a lot more fun. And I, I like the point you made earlier about the national tournament, about it being a reunion, uh, getting to see the folks. You know, unfortunately, it's only once a year. But the nice thing with uh, stuff like this, with uh, you know, we you can chat more often, but not in person. But it's always great. It, it, like I said, it's more fun every year with the ACHA, and I'm I'm like you, blessed to be a very small part of it, and I, I treasure it. Oh, I treasure it too. And, and Lou, I, I thank you for the opportunity to come on. I'm just going to thank a couple people, if you don't mind, yeah. Fargo. I'm going to thank a uh, longtime friend, Paul Hebert, president of the ACHA, yes. that uh, has has allowed me to stay involved for so long, um, for Craig Barnett yes. and for uh, director of hockey operations, Dave Kurtz. Um, these guys, uh, you know, allow me to be involved and they know it's something that I love and care about very much. And, uh, you know, it's really um it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's something I enjoy doing. So being able yeah. to, you know, I was talking about being able to go to school and combine hockey for me, being able to go to another country with uh, a bunch of guys, it's like a reunion and practice medicine and be involved with hockey is, is, is really a uh, fantastic thing. And I should thank my wife, Amanda, very much for oh. holding down the fort while I uh, gallivant off to points unknown. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, that's another thing that we have in common, Rasty, is, uh, you know, my wife deserves a lot of credit for giving me the opportunity to be able to do things like this. You know, she, we, yeah. she calls herself a sports widow from uh, <laughs> from August 28th when football season starts here in high school in Michigan until about April 1st after the ACHA season's over. And uh, now the summer's hers. But, you know, she's a saint for that. And I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, there's, uh, no, it's, it, it's, it's very, um, it's fantastic of my wife to support me in, in doing yeah. this and my times to Russia too. Well, Rasty, safe travels over there. 
have a lot of fun. Um, bring back a lot of stories. We'll get you on in the fall. We're going to wrap up the podcast tonight, but we'll get you on in the fall. We'll talk all about it and uh, take a look at the season. And hopefully we'll be also talking about a uh, Stanley Cup in Toronto. Sounds great. Lou, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it and great to talk to you. All right. Talk soon. Enjoy. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Lou. Bye-bye. Dr. Rasty McGiven, ACHA historian, personality, storyteller, all wrapped into one. And uh, always a lot of fun to have them on. And what an exciting opportunity for them to get to go to Romania. It's, you know, I I hate to use the word all-star team, but it's a great collection of talent. And, you know, I've talked to the coaches um, that are involved in that, uh, Mike Petruzma from Calvin. And uh, I think he's got the men's, uh, the USA team. He's the head coach. And he said, you know, we're looking for talent, but we're looking for character guys. And, you know, I've talked to other teams in the past that have gone over there. Uh, Kyle Truax from Aquinas was able to go over there. And, uh, you know, you talk about a character guy there very much so. So, um, wow. Wow. Uh, that's going to be a great time for Rasty and the boys over there, uh, both USA and Canada. And like we mentioned, it's going to be fun to watch to see how they measure up with the teams over in uh, over in Romania with the European teams. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a great product. And I know they're going to be represented very well by the ACHA. So, well, hey, that's going to do it. Uh, season seven of the ACHA Power Play is pretty much in the books Tonight, I want to thank Mike DePazio from UMass, the head coach, uh, celebrating their first national championship. And, of course, I want to thank uh, Dr. Rasty McGibbon for coming on. Always great catching up with him. Um, as he mentioned, it's always great to get to the national tournament and uh, see the guys and see the gals, everybody involved. And first and foremost, though, as we wrap up the season, it's always great to see the fans, see the parents, see the players, see the coaches, that's what this is all about, you know, and you guys and gals that watch the show throughout the year, give me the positive feedback. I mean, it, it is just, it really truly is a, 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 just a labor of love and it makes it all worthwhile. And I'm looking forward to season eight coming up in September. We'll start when the season starts back up on the ice. Uh, September 20th, I believe is a Wednesday. And that's going to kick off episode one of season eight. So, again, really looking forward to that. We'll be back on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube next week with another uh, Captain Lou extravaganza. It was Will. We talked about the Stanley Cup playoffs a little bit. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about that coming up on the show. That's going to be our uh, main focus next Wednesday, seven o'clock here on the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. So, we invite you for that. But until then, One more time, thanks to everybody that has come on throughout the year on uh, the the ACHA Power Play. Great catching up with all the coaches, all the new coaches that I've had a chance to meet throughout the year, the players and the administrators again. And as um, Rasty mentioned, special thank you to Craig Barnett for letting me be just a sliver of the uh, ACHA national broadcast and the uh, broadcast of uh, this show throughout the year, letting me use their name and everything. Dave Kurtz, as I mentioned, uh, Paul Hebert, everybody involved. Um, thank you for letting me be a small part of that and giving me the opportunity to do what I love. And that's uh, talk to you and talk hockey and uh, just have fun doing it. And it'll be September before we know it, but we'll enjoy the summer. We'll all recharge 
and get ready for the 2023-2024 season. So one more time, thanks everybody for joining us this year. We'll be back in September. And uh, as we say, this reminder, keep your heads up, keep your sticks down, and as always, keep your minds open. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us here live on the ACHA Power Play here on the Captain Lou Sports Network. So long.